Most people don't think about that happening because it's hard to imagine. What is the most disturbing fact to know? Flies don't have teeth. So, when they land on your sandwich and want to eat some, they barf up the contents of their stomach, often containing another animal's poop. So the digestive enzymes can get on the food and then they eat. Enjoy your dinner. If we see a life-threatening meteor is going to strike us in a few years, we probably, at least at the moment, couldn't do anything about it. They've had training simulations with this exact scenario, and they only got it right 10% of the time. They need more like 10 years to reliably and consistently stop it. We very likely would never see it coming. We only see objects in space with relatively high reflective properties. Icy comets and the like are visible only because they reflect sunlight so well. Imagine an asteroid made of basalt covered in graphite dust. Pitch black. Our only shot of seeing it is if it has some kind of thermal signature and we happen to have an instrument sensitive enough to catch it pointed directly at it. Given the vastness of space, the latter will very likely not happen. One day, you could wake up to an unholy roaring in the sky on fire, and then, if you're lucky, you will be instantly vaporized. If not, earthquakes, tsunamis, wildfires, global winter, starvation, or complete ecological collapse will end you more slowly as the planet itself shudders. Early childhood malnutrition, between ages 0 to 5, causes irreversible loss of IQ, 11 to 20 points, and predisposes people to higher levels of violence. The prefrontal cortex doesn't develop the same. And if you miss that window there's no intervention that can recover the gap. I live in South Africa, highest Gini coefficient in the world, highest unemployment, third highest crime rate, one of the worst education systems in the world, and it keeps me up at night. I wonder, if we changed nothing except introducing a one nutritious meal per day feeding scheme for our ECD, what would happen? Cruise liners all have a morgue for all the passengers that inevitably die each trip. USA crude death rate is 8.3 out of 1000 yearly. Cruise ships have 3,000 passengers on board, so would expect roughly 25 deaths on board of each cruise ship each year. So you should probably expect about one death on a cruise ship for every two weeks of operation. There has never been a golden age. People think the world has gotten worse since, insert time period, but it's really our awareness of things with the emergence of the printing press, telecommunications, and the internet that has gotten better, effectively in real time. Of course we all will at some point drift towards nostalgia. When you recall memories, what you remember is filled with a sense of certainty. So of course you would want to return to a subjectively beneficial situation. It provides a sense of control. The same is also true when someone reads about a period of history that aligns with your biases. In terms of causality, rather than dealing with the impertinent present and quasi-unknowable future, you want to go there to a mental construction that for all intents and purposes never actually existed in the first place. One of the scariest and most disturbing thing I've watched on the internet is that one guy's slow descent to insanity because its brain lost its ability to sleep. He vlogged regularly until he died. Anyone, including myself, can have their last sleep without knowing it. The condition is called, fatal insomnia, your body and mind slowly rot while still alive. The disease has four stages, characterized by worsening insomnia, resulting in panic attacks, paranoia, and phobias. This stage lasts for about four months. Hallucinations and panic attacks become noticeable, continuing for about five months. Complete inability to sleep is followed by rapid loss of weight. This lasts for about three months. Dementia, 
during which the person becomes unresponsive or mute over the course of six months, is the final stage of the disease, after which death follows. Hotels rarely clean their ice machines. I've only worked one place ever that soaked their fountain nozzles in diluted cleaner overnight. No one else cleaned them. Someone replied, worked at a gas station, the manager told me they only had to clean soda lines once a year. Couldn't remember the last time it was done. Pepsi guy came in because the soda was tasting off. He showed me the line he cut open that was completely full of mold. I had to train at a few stores and every one of their ice machines had mold growing at the top and it was flaking into the ice. I brought it up at each one and they didn't do a thing about it. There was also a fist-sized chunk of mold in the ice machine. I don't drink anything not bottled from gas stations now because the amount of mold I cleaned out of all kinds of things in that stores. I later worked at Starbucks. We cleaned the hell out of everything, constantly. The crannies, the nooks, the ceiling. Ice cream machines at McDonald's are deep cleaned once a week and go through a nightly heat cycle for cleaning too. There exists in this world a spider the size of a dinner plate, a foot wide if you include the legs. It's called the Goliath bird-eating spider. It doesn't only eat birds, it mostly eats rats and insects, but they still call it the bird-eating spider because the fact that it can eat a bird is probably the most important thing to know about it. If you run across one of these things, like in your closet or crawling out of your bowl of soup, the first thing somebody will say is, watch it, man, that thing can eat a bird. I don't know how they catch the birds. I know it can't fly because if it could, it would have a different name entirely. The majority of humans will wait until life-threatening problems become unsolvable before they try to fix them. Happened to my brother. He got a sore on his lip and didn't get care for it even though he had VA benefits. The sore never healed of course because it was cancer. By the time my brother sought help, the cancer had spread to his lymph nodes and those were removed. He was supposed to get chemo but didn't. His reason? His hair was long and he didn't want to lose it. Instead, he lost his life. The disk of our home galaxy, the Milky Way, is bigger than we previously thought. A new study shows it would take 200,000 years for a spaceship traveling at the speed of light to go across the entire galaxy. At light speed. Polar bears are the only bear species that actively hunt humans for food. Polar bears are not only the largest bears, but they are ambush predators. If one manages to sneak up on you, you're as good as done. The best you can do to escape is either run and drop your clothes, fortunately for you. They have very short attention spans and they'll stop momentarily to sniff at your clothes because it's not normal for their food to suddenly drop something like that. One aspect of foster care. Some people will take their child to a doctor. Child gets diagnosed with cancer. Child goes to first appointment. Kid gets wheeled back for treatment. Parents then leave, go home, pack and disappear. The kid is in the treatment waiting room. Waiting for parents that will never ever come back. Sick and facing death alone. It doesn't happen a lot but enough to have processes in place. The worst is when they are like four. Also, it's biological parents that abandon them at the hospital. But foster parents do too. Especially if the first foster parents are relatives that were strongly asked to foster. Pelicans are some of the most demonic birds in existence, if not some of the most demonic creatures. They will go into other birds' nests, shove the parents out of the nest. They will then swallow babies whole, fly back to their own nests, and regurgitate the still half-alive, partially digested babies, to their own babies for them to consume. Some pelicans are literally raised on the partially digested, living flesh of other baby birds. The value of a human body, 
There is value to the human body as a commodity. And different parts of our body are worth different amounts, while corneas are small. They fetch a large price, 15,000 pounds, or about $22,450, whereas our skeleton garners significantly less, 5,000 pounds, about $7,483. The price also depends on whether the body part is sold for specimen use, transplants, or on the black market. The mineral value of our body is like $3. There was a cat in a retirement home here that always went to sleep on the bed where he knew the person would die. On the one hand it was reassuring that the people had company at their last moments in life, but people started to panic when the cat jumped up on their bed. So they had to take the cat away from the home. I think they must pick up a certain smell or a change to be able to know. The Swamps of Dagoba. So there was this woman who had this thing full of pus, a lot more than was initially thought. It was very painful. The doctors were gonna remove everything. But it kinda exploded all over the walls, floors and any doctor in the way. After they finished, I think, if I remember correctly, they had to shut down that part of the hospital because of the smell. Very gross. It was an infection in her butt from a dirty needle. She waited God know how long until it eats through the colon before calling ambulance. The infected area exploded. The line between civil society and chaos slash war is very thin. There is no plan that the government has for you in the event of a national emergency. And if that happens, there will definitely be groups of marauders looking to steal whatever you have. If guns are illegal, you won't be able to protect yourself or your family and there won't be any police to help you. It sounds like an impossible thing, but it's less than a week from becoming reality if the worst happens. Look at the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. When Katrina hit, the levees which hold back the water failed. The city was poorly engineered and was built below sea level. So when the levees failed to work, the city flooded. Not just a small portion of the city, but a huge portion of New Orleans was underwater. People died. Some drowned in the initial flood waters, other were able to make it to their rooftops where they were stranded for days until rescuers came. Some people were stuck on bridges and ended up dying from exposure. Old people died in hospitals because the power went out and the backup generators ran out of fuel or were flooded and many people took to the streets with guns and started looting. The few police that remained were sent to guard the banks when the looting began. It was anarchy and chaos. In the aftermath, after the flooding subsided, the poor people who used to live in the city became refugees and many private aid organizations helped to move them to volunteer families across the country. But before all that happened, it was pandemonium, a complete and total loss of civility. The rules of society were set aside and anarchy ensued. That can happen in any city in America. It just takes the right event and bam. Most people don't think about that happening because it's hard to imagine what could be the cause. But in reality, many things could trigger that sort of event. Another hurricane, earthquake, massive fire on a windy day in a populated city like Los Angeles, volcano eruption, civil war, conventional war, nuclear war, pandemic, etc. Whatever the triggering event is, if you are not prepared, not just for the catastrophe, but for the gangs of thieves who will be roaming the streets looking to steal from whoever they see, you're screwed. Radiation overdose. Radiation will literally fly through your body and shred apart the DNA in your cells. Without the DNA, your cells don't know what to do. In most cases of this leads to cancer, but with a lethal dose of radiation your cells literally begin to die and dissolve. People who were helping to contain the Chernobyl incident would literally collapse and lose functionality in their bodies within minutes of being on site. 
As their organs began shutting down and veins began dissolving, spilling watery blood throughout your body. There was a man who spent a few days in emergency after receiving a lethal dose, and his body was literally melting away as the staff tried to keep him alive. His wife had to pull bits of coughed up organs from his mouth to keep him from choking, and his skin was fusing with the bedsheets. It was a miracle that he survived so long, but he wanted to die long before. I work as an anesthesiologist. I've put people to sleep in an emergency situation knowing that they will almost certainly not survive the surgery. These are generally situations where without surgery the patient will not survive but even with surgery the chances of survival are still small. In most of these instances the patients are too obtuned or aren't conscious enough to be aware of the gravity of their situation but in a number of instances the patients have been conscious, talking although clearly anxious. I try to reassure and tell the person that we won't leave their side, that we will take care of them and that they will be fine. It kind of messes me up a bit to say this to someone but I always include the last part because I just don't see the point in telling them the truth. I had one guy tell me he felt like he wasn't going to make it. I told him he would make it but knew he wasn't going to. I put him to sleep knowing that the last human face he would see before he died was mine as he stared up at me as I held an oxygen mask over his mouth and nose. I'd consider myself quite a resilient person but knowing this stuff is a bit of a load to carry around. We enforce retirement ages in many critical fields like medicine and engineering due to scientifically provable cognitive decline. But we also allow people in their 70s and 80s to regularly govern our countries and our lives. In medicine, many hospitals and health organizations have implemented cognitive testing requirements for aging physicians. The physicians are suing for age discrimination, but the change in policies are happening and should be happening. Certified professional engineers are required to go through continuing education and to recertify during their careers which creates effectively the same check to stop people from practicing when they can no longer practice safely.